Europe. We chose London since you mentioned your in-laws live there. This should not arouse any suspicion. In London, you'll meet the people who will be your contacts from here on out. They are good people, Wally. He handed me a slip of paper with a phone number to call my new contact in London. A woman named Carol. Under no circumstances should you use a private phone. Always make your calls from public phones. I stared at the number for a long time, trying to keep my feelings in check. I was terrified at the thought of where my return to Iran would lead me. The revolutionary guards looked everywhere for spies. No one was above suspicion, and they were likely to be especially wary of me when I got back. I hadn't just traveled out of the country. I'd gone to the United States, a sworn enemy. They knew I'd gone to college in America, and I'd given them a good reason for my being there now. But they would certainly question me when I returned. How would I hold up to their scrutiny? If they caught me, I knew what would happen. I had seen what they did to spies and to those who opposed the government. The guards drugged them, raped their wives and children in front of them, and gouged out their eyeballs all in an effort to get them to talk. I thought of my wife, Somaya, and shuddered. As they did every day, the visions came to me of what I had witnessed in the infamous Evan prison, where the government kept political detainees. They'd paraded teenage girls in front of me as they led them to their deaths. These girls were barely out of their childhood, barely old enough to think for themselves, much less form thoughts against the state. They knew nothing about the machinations of politics. They were innocent in every sense of the word, and certainly innocent of the trumped-up charges that led to their imprisonment. Yet they suffered fates too brutal for even the most vicious criminal. None of these girls would ever know the joys of romantic love. None of them would ever hold her own baby in her arms. Their few remaining moments of life had been filled with a level of abuse few can imagine. Wally? Agent Clark startled me out of my thoughts. I realized he had been watching me as I stared off into space. Uh, yes? There is one thing, and I don't want you to take it personally. It's just part of the procedure we have to go through. He cleared his throat. You'll have to undergo a lie detector test. I didn't protest. This made sense, of course. Agent Clark might have been comfortable with me and confident about my motives, but if I were a professional spy on behalf of the Revolutionary Guards, they would have trained me to behave exactly as I had in the CIA's presence. The lie detector test was insurance. Agent Clark arranged for the test to take place in the Hacienda Hotel in El Segundo, just south of Los Angeles International Airport. I entered through the restaurant, as instructed, and walked to the back hall. This led to a bank of elevators. From there, I headed to room 407, taking the stairway instead of the elevator to make sure no one was following me. At the room... I used the key Agent Clark had given me. 
he was already there. The agent administering the test arrived shortly thereafter, carrying an oversized briefcase. He didn't offer his name, only nodding instead. I noticed that he'd tied the knot on his thin tie too tight. Though I wasn't hiding anything from the CIA, I began to feel a hint of panic. The agent must have noticed this because he smiled and told me to relax. Doing so was not going to be easy for me. As the agent unpacked his equipment, my heart pounded. I glanced at Agent Clark and he offered me a reassuring look. This did little to calm me. The other agent explained the process, telling me what each of the several wires coming from the machine did. The agent would be reading my nervous system, which I had disciplined myself to control, though I...